Pastor Greg Laurie has an important question. Are you trying to find happiness and all the stuff this world offers? How's that worked out for you? All my life I've struggled with things that I've dealt with in my past. I was starting to lose my family. Find the peace of God. Stop running from Him and instead start running to Him. Harvest Georgia with Greg Laurie at Infinite Energy Arena, September 23rd through 25th. It's free. Get details at georgia.harvest.org. Welcome to Network, the show where we teach pastors how to effectively cast the net of the gospel. I'm Scott Smith, your host. Welcome back to another episode. We're on the phone today with Paul Dennis. Paul Dennis is the Outdoors Director with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I'm really excited about today's uh, interview because Paul is going to give us a strategy that any church in just about any part of the state or really anywhere you're listening to this podcast from in the country can uh, tap into some inroads into the local schools in some new and fresh ways. As we know, uh, the public school system in certain parts of the country are becoming increasingly hostile to uh, churches uh, being on their campus, even youth ministers at times being on their campus. And so we are always looking for ways to connect in very authentic ways uh, with the with uh, the local schools, which are, as we know, a great mission field. So, Paul, great to have you on the call today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Well, we're excited about it. Uh, we had a great time with you just a couple of days ago at the Evangelism Conference. Uh, you had an incredible display set up. You even gave away a, f- a fishing trip, which always goes over well at a at a Baptist uh, pastor's uh, conference. So thank you for that. But um, obviously you're, you're working with FCA and you have a unique uh, approach with FCA because you're, you're specifically targeting a lot of the outdoors act- activities. But one of the things you and I discussed was the fact that churches can get into the local schools in, in some really unique ways. Tell us about what some of those ways are. How, how, do, we, how do we do that? How do we take advantage of what's already in place? Great, excited about that. There's um, this is one way. You know, we've we've got to go, and we've got to get there somehow, and we can complain about the schools, or we can go in there and do something. And I know a lot of churches in their communities may have an open door just because of the nature of the community, but sometimes they don't. But in almost all cases, FCA does. Um, we're established, and so you can go all across the state of Georgia this morning. Huddles are meeting, and kids. Um, are gathering together, and, and sometimes students, sometimes adults are sharing the gospel, and invitations are, be, are being given, and people are accepting Christ mm. right there in our public schools. Um, I mean, it's happening uh, this morning, and it's uh, and it happens daily across the state. So what we really have to do, though, is, is really plug the churches into that or let FCA be the door that helps the churches get in to the school. Um, if that's the way that works and the way where God leads, um, you can one way is to be part of that huddle. Uh, you contact your local FCA guy, and I'll tell you how to do that, and and and, and plug in, adopt the school, uh, help them help them sponsor that huddle, and whatever's needed doesn't really cost anything, uh, so maybe some time, uh, but to be there and, and be a part of that. But the other way that I really want to talk to you about, and just I really think is a is a great vehicle that we haven't tapped into nearly as well as we can. Is, is what we call character coaches or chaplains on the on the athletic team. Hmm. Uh, you know how many athletic teams you have in all of your high schools and middle schools. We pretty much got an FCA 
uh, already open door there to those. There's generally going to be a FCA guy, an area rep who who knows those coaches and the athletic directors. That's his job to minister to coaches primarily, so they can influence the the students. Uh, but one way to influence those students and those coaches is to put a chaplain on those teams. And so the FCA guy in the area, you don't have to go through him, of course, but he's probably got an open door where you can go in and, and put a, if you've got a, a church member who's, who loves Jesus and wants to share and, and influence kids, uh, and maybe they played soccer, uh, they didn't have to, but maybe they played a sport, uh, they can come in, be a chaplain on that team, and it'll be up to the coach. They may show up for practices. They may show up for games. They may be there for as much as they want to be. Or the coach may just say, hey, come one or two days a week um, after school. But if they can give a little time, maybe at the beginning of practice and come in, and you know, they, oftentimes they'll be able to give a devotion in most cases. Uh, sometimes the coach may not go with that, but he'll, he'll let them pray and be there and be an influence, give those kids their phone number, text those kids scripture verses and devotions each day, uh, and just be an influence. I mean, think about it. Think about how many teams there are on our campuses. And if you had a church member, so you've done two things. You've involved your church members on mission. You've got them in the local school. You're influencing those kids. Um, this is just an incredible opportunity. Now, uh, a lot of football teams already have chaplains, maybe from another Correct. church and things like that. So, are But in you... most cases, our, our soccer teams, our basketball sometimes our basketball teams do, but in a lot of cases they don't. And you've got lacrosse. Um, I work with fishing teams. That's the fastest-growing team sport in the state. Wow. Um, archery teams. Uh, but we also, you know, I mean, they're just, it, it goes on and on. There's your baseball, um, whatever, your softball teams, uh, volleyball teams, whatever the interest is. Many times they don't have chaplains, but they would love to have one. And the coaches would like to have somebody who, who can come in and maybe inspire their kids to be encouraged. It doesn't have to be a great speaker. Um, uh, I got one, one girl, she's in college. She's played college sports. She's not doing it now. She's finishing so she she was a basketball actually a basketball player in college, but she comes in and takes the soccer team, and she's played a little, but mainly she just loves those girls. Mm. So she's just a good role model for them. She she doesn't get to do a lot. The coach begin with didn't let her do devotions and stuff, but just let her be there. So she just sits at the end of the bench and smiles and loves on them and tells them Jesus loves them. And she gets all their phone numbers, she texts them scripture verses. When they have a need, they'll call her, and of course she's there, and her presence has made an impact. And uh, those girls come into Christ, and those girls come in and get involved in local church. That's amazing. So, so th- that's the key, I think, too, uh, is thinking outside the box. We, we're always in the football box, aren't we? Uh, right. With, with a lot of stuff, because that is usually the biggest team, the most active team, the one that has the most, the highest local media profile. So, there are so many teams on the campus that don't, and most of them would not have a chaplain. Um, now, in terms of framing it up, it seems that what you just said is really a good way to to approach a coach to say, I want to, you know, obviously they know that if you're, you know, applying to be a chaplain or, or asking to be a chaplain, it's going to be quote unquote religious in nature or Christian in nature. But to say, look, I want to, I want to encourage the kids. I want to inspire the kids. I want to motivate the kids um, as, as much as I can. So when you come in to say, I want to be an encourager, you're, you're actually kind of, um, you're, you're accentuating what he's already trying to do. You, you've, You've actually uh, uh, positioned yourself as an asset to his vision, right, for the team. Correct, correct. You're, you're there to serve. And, and so you do just some more practical things, like you go to practice and, 
again, there's not really an expense involved, but you, you can do some things. You can just take cold water. Um, you can take Gatorades. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll do that at football practice, but we'll also do it at those other practices, especially the outdoor sports in the, in the heat. Um, we just took watermelon to the team. Take cold watermelon. Coach, can we do this? After practice, we show up. We wait till the kids are, you know, practice is winding up so they're not distracted by seeing us bring in watermelons. And we just have a few volunteers from the church come, and then they just go over and slice watermelons on the table. And when the kids are on their way to the locker room, they stop by. We hand them a slice of watermelon and tell them we love them. And they know who we are, and they see us. And so then they see that chaplain, and they're just building that relationship. Uh, so they're just it's not it's a strategy but it's really more just an action it's just mm-hmm, getting mm-hmm. there and doing it i mean you you know the the, the technicalities are you fill out with it, if it, if you go through fca you fill out uh, what we call an mla that's a ministry leader application which just lets fca and they pay for it do a background check so you just you get with your local staff member you fill out that form mm-hmm. um they send that in it's a one-page easy form you're approved of course the staff member in the area, the area rep, he's going to be responsible. So he's going to check you out with your pastor or whoever, whoever this guy or lady coming into a team is. They're going to make sure that it's good. Um, but then you fill out that form, and, you know, with the coach's approval, you're there. But our, our local staff guys are hungry for the for the local youth ministers and pastors to come to them and say, hey, I got this guy who could work with a baseball team, or I've got this lady who would be great with a volleyball team, ladies, and work with those girls. And – and then you, you know, and it may be a person who wouldn't teach Sunday school or is not involved, or they may be, but they may not be involved in some other leadership at the church. But they have a passion for volleyball. They played it, mm-hmm. and they, or they may have a kid on the team, and uh, they would love to go and be involved and be involved and help with that. Uh, the fantastic. Now, now, how overtly does does a chaplain represent your church? I mean, do they, are, you know, is it common for them to maybe? Uh, are they going to wear more FCA attire? Are they going to wear more of the yeah, local church attire? I mean, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to hide it, but you're there. And, again, it depends on the community. If it's cool just to go in as the church, you know, with the, with the administration, then I wouldn't hesitate to do that. But the good thing about FCA is it gives you that open door. Mm-hmm. and you have, But you have total freedom to say, hey, we're having a revival at church this week, or we're doing a banquet, or, you know, or, or we've got a special, or we, we've got this event coming up, or we're doing camp, we're going to Super Bowl this summer. Um, certainly you can, you know, you can. You, it gives you an open door to promote church activities also. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. not just on the team, that's at the huddle. Mm-hmm. When you're involved in that huddle, the, 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 you know, they don't have a better problem with you coming in and saying, hey, this is what's going on, here's some opportunities for you uh, as students to plug into a church in our community. Uh, so, I mean, they, obviously that's critical. Uh, so, but no, it, it, it's largely. I think it works in good and smooth, and and does create less tension with staff if we go in as as a chaplain, not necessarily directly identifying with that church as the rep from that church, but you come in, but you don't have to hide the fact that you're part of that. By right. any means. In, in terms of in terms of uh, the huddles now, I, there there are people like me that were involved in FCA, you know. 30 years ago, 25 years ago, what, what do the huddles look like now typically? When are they meeting typically? When are they involved and, and, and how open are they? Give us a little bit of an idea, especially for those that aren't as familiar with FCA, a little bit more about how FCA functions. It, the, the typical school-wide huddle, which is as opposed to a, a football team huddle or a, you know, or a chaplain working with that team, 
we'll meet in the mornings before school. Uh, so you have a you have to have a, a staff member. So you've got a teacher or a coach, preferably, who is who's a sponsor. They don't always have to be there, but they filled out a, a form so insurance covers everything, and we're all good legally. Uh, and so they, they they represent it. And high schools often the students lead it. Uh, they'll have that staff member. They may have a local youth minister and or FCA staff guy who is who is there. But obviously, if you got schools all over county, you don't have you know your staff guy can't be at all of them. Uh, sometimes they have multiple staff in cases, but uh, we've got 90-some in the Atlanta metro area, 90 staff members now. It's really growing with FCA. But then, but so that huddle meets, and you may have a few kids, or, you know, I went to one the other day, they had 140 kids wow. uh, at a middle school huddle, at, and, and they meet. But ideally, if they meet when the kids don't have to, especially in middle school, well, they can get off the bus and still come to the huddle. So that meets, it means either they meet during homeroom or just before it. Uh, and some schools allow that. Some don't. So they have to come before anything else starts. Um, in high school, that's probably okay. They just have to get up early and come. But you'd be amazed at how much they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it can be very popular. So the huddle generally meets before. We don't like meeting afternoons after school because that conflicts with, with coaches, ball practice. Right. And we don't want to make coaches mad. They're our main contact. We're trying to minister to them. So. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Would you recommend that those involved as a chaplain get some kind of personal evangelism training? Absolutely. Yeah, you can do that. And, of course, uh, y'all can help them with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that's, and that's great. They can do it. We have some chaplain training. The FCA does also. And, of course, you know, they can get with the convention with Ricky Thrasher or with someone and, 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 and work through those kind of things as well, or just with their local their pastor, you know, youth minister. It, it, it's not too complicated to, to do relationships, though, and just point them to Jesus. Right, right. Um, and that, which is really what this is about. And, uh, you know, in some cases, again, it, 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 it kind of blows up and they let you do a whole lot. But in a lot of cases, you're just there. You're a presence. But you do have a presence. And you and you are there intentionally for spiritual purposes. In terms of, of getting the contact information, because I, I see that as a great leverage point to be able to have those kids, uh, you know, phone numbers or, or a way to get a hold of them, is that something that, that is generally given over by the coach, or do, do they just connect Sometimes, with the kids yeah. and the kids start or to the, get Or the students. Okay. Okay. But, you know, once the students know you a little bit and they trust you, I mean, you can just, you know, they'll give you their phone number, and they'll, you know, or you can give them yours, and then they'll text you and you got it. Mm-hmm. Hey, call me when you need me or give me a number and I'll send you a verse every day. And then that's, of course, it's volunteer on their part. Uh, right. But they, they are, they will be, uh, you'll be amazed. Folks will be amazed if they try how receptive uh, those kids are. And, you know, those kids, you know, they, you know, they're having tests. It's testing week. It's finals week. And you, you send them a text. Hey, we're praying for you. Or you got a big game coming up or, or you celebrate with them when it, when a game goes well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when the stuff's happening at home and in their hearts, you know, then it comes from them. Right. Be, be, and I, I guess we would have to offer a little caution at this point because that is a very powerful connection point, especially with kids. Yes. Exactly. Uh, but you also have to have a lot of caution. I would recommend, and you could probably speak to this as well, Paul, but, you know, maybe always uh, CC another, another number on any texts that go out. You know, yes. try not yeah, to you, get of too much. have to be extremely careful there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't Don't text too much one-on-one. Uh, if at all, always, and maybe and it would be known that 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 there's somebody that's always going to be included on a text, 
with that. If you get into a heavy counseling situation, you know, you're going to have to use very good and very conservative judgment to move that offline and maybe into some kind of an open presence where, you know, you're not, you're not counseling privately and things like that. You got to bear those things in mind this day and time. Um, of course you do have to take all those precautions. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's, that's critical. Well, this is, uh, you know, I, yeah, go ahead. But just, you know, step in there and do what's appropriate and, and, and point them in the right direction. But yes, of course, take all of that into caution. And it, it's, it's girls. It, you know, you're not going to put a guy coaching the ladies uh, as chaplain on the ladies' volleyball team. Right, right. It's going to be a female. Exactly. We're going to be very cautious there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And even then, though, you do have to still take all those precautions. You, you do, you do, because, uh, you know, unfortunately we're in the age where gender doesn't matter much as, as it used to. That's correct. Uh, the, the safety of, of, of affinity, gender affinity isn't always there. Uh, at least in the eyes of the public, so we have to be very careful. And in our female sports, especially, mm-hmm. um, that's a lot. Of, there's a lot of issues there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in some of those cases, so yes, that's a, which is just again a need for We yeah, that much more. We do we need the chaplains and somebody speaking the gospel in, in, into these into these kids' lives. So tremendous. Well, the schools are more open than a lot of times we think. If we just watch Fox News all day, we kind of get the idea that. Uh, nobody wants a Christian in the room anymore, uh, and that's just not the case. It's, it, you know, the the fact is, the right. schools well, if are they open. Don't let you, if they, if you try and they don't let you do it, you're already not there. What have you lost? Exactly. What, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no, <laughs> well, right? Yeah, no, nobody's going are. to jail. But, <laughs> but oftentimes, uh, the schools. I have been amazed at the receptivity, and then you know that there. When you have a cha- here's what else happens when you have a chapel. On that team, that team is much more likely, and that coach is much more likely to plug their kids into camps. Um, our big ministry, we have four C's. We have CA, we have coaches, uh, we have campus, we have camps, and we have community, which is church and community um, that we plug in. And so the, the camps is huge. And when, when we get those kids to camp, I went to West Georgia football camp. They have a couple of sessions. I went, and there's over a 1,000 football players from downtown Atlanta, um, and, and there, there were the coaches, 300 kids. There's 130 kids when I was that get saved, um, high school football players. And their coaches are there, and, they, and they're there, and they're responding, and they're, they're just public high schools. But they've come to FCA camp, and they hear a gospel presentation. So it's, it's great. And, of course, their youth ministers are oftentimes even at the camp. And if not, they're being plugged in when they get back. So they got a huddle and a youth minister when they get home. And hopefully a chaplain on the team uh, to all help them grow spiritually once they've made that decision because they're, by and large, from just totally unchurched um, homes. Right, right. And so the chaplain then has the first opportunity to help them get, you know, under the umbrella of a local church. And, and, and more often than not, I'm sure that, you know, it's perfectly fine and even just a natural uh, progression that it's going to be the, the church that that chaplain has come out of. Of course, yeah. Yes. So it's an yeah. it's an it's an outstanding opportunity. It's kingdom. It doesn't have to be right. You know, if they're across town, there may be another better place. But exactly, uh, a better fit. But it's uh, yes, it's going to definitely benefit that local church. Of course, God's going to bless it because we're on mission. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, man, this is fantastic. If nothing else, we've just put on the radar of a lot of pastors uh, an opportunity maybe they did not know they had or had not thought about how broad the opportunity is or how open the doors are 
or maybe just assumed that all those positions that might be available for chaplaincy are filled, and they're simply not, and it's very worth uh, making the inquiry to find out. And so we want to encourage guys to take what you've learned today from Paul Dennis and, uh, and, and uh, you know, venture, venture out to see if those doors are open and if you can mobilize some more of your people in your church to be involved in personal evangelism by loving on some kids, encouraging them to serve locally in the schools, be a part of an FCA huddle, be a chaplain on one or two of those teams, and uh, it would be a great way to mobilize your people in local ministry and really grow your church, baptize more students than maybe you have uh, in the past. The fact is, uh, this is a generation of people that we're trying to reach because we see the rate at which we're losing them. And uh, the vast majority, I believe it's 83% of of Southern Baptist churches in, in, uh, in the stats from, I believe it was 20. 20- 13 it's in it's on our website so I don't I'm quoting from memory here but 83% of them baptized uh, 50 or less uh, teenagers and so uh, it's we're really not reaching this generation like we should or could but we need to be aware of these opportunities some of the recent podcasts deal with that uh, we interviewed Steve Parr uh, on a previous episode about his new book why they stay talking about millennials and why they stay we talked to Stephen Bonham about a strategy to reach millennials uh, in our generation uh, for the local church and so uh, as far as a strategy for the local church so listen to that podcast as well and this flows right in line with that what an open door what an opportunity Paul if someone wanted to get in touch with you and ask more questions or find uh, something out more about their local FCA or connect with people in their region uh, and they wanted to do that through you what is the best way to get in touch with you there's a couple of things. One is just to find our local staff person. Uh, you can just Google it. It's an easy way. Or just type in "find FCA staff," and there will be there's a website that is specifically for that purpose. So it'll pop up and it'll have a place to put in your zip code. You put in your zip code and it will show you who this area rep is for that area for that zip code area. Okay. So or where that high school is or middle school is. Uh, if they want to get in touch with me, I'd be glad to help put them in touch with a local guy or do what I can myself. I have a lot of freedom uh, throughout the state and beyond. So, um, yeah, they can, they can get in touch with me. My email is pdennis at fca.org. Um, they can also go to our website, fcaoutdoors.org. Uh, get me on Facebook, FCA Outdoors on Facebook, or call me at 770-excuse-me. Call me at 404-642-7819. That's 404-642-7819. We'll be glad to help uh, in any way we can. Of course, we love to do the, all the outdoor stuff, too, but just also it's a, I think it's a tremendous opportunity to put some, some chaplains or character coaches on these teams. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're excited about hopefully hearing some great reports about people doing just that. I went to four meetings the week before Easter, and saw a combination, as many as 33, but a combination of almost 100. There were right at 90 uh, kids and adults who accepted Christ in a week at different meetings like that. And it, it's just, and I mean, gen- you know, not just crazy raise your hand emotional stuff, but I mean, genuine sharing the gospel, playing, getting decisions, and following up, um, and plugging them into local churches. And so, I mean, it's just a tremendous opportunity and receptivity that we don't. If we'll get out there, we'll be amazed at what it is. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for sharing that story, and thanks for sharing those numbers. Absolutely. Let's get a vision for what can happen. Uh, Paul, you've been generous with your time. Thank you so much. God bless you in your ministry, and uh, we really appreciate you sharing this, uh, this opportunity with us today. 
I'm grateful for the opportunity. Please know any way I can help, I will. Let's get this go. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to Network, a program dedicated to challenging believers to cast the net of the gospel. Connect with us at evangelismga.com. Network is a production of the Evangelism Ministries of the Georgia Baptist Convention.